Hello, Karen. Doug's got a tan. Well, a slight tan, maybe. I got some sun while a lot of my friends were, you know, kind of hit by some snow. Yeah. I was in Miami. <laughs> you were in Miami. How was your trip? It was great. It was gone in a flash because we just took advantage of the holiday weekend. Do you know, dear listeners, that we did not have an interruption while Doug and I were chatting prior to pressing the record button? It's like we're like, like, like doomed. I don't like to say that, but, but yes. Okay, we're jinxed. Um, yeah, I mean, yes. So at some point I will try again to have someone from cable try and help me. They haven't been what I have tried in the past, but, but we will see. So I apologize again. Thank you all for listening and enduring these dumbass glitches. But yeah, I flew out early, early Saturday morning and flew back today is Monday. So I'm back about five hours in my home. So, um, here we are. Here we are, and we are ready to talk to you guys about Season 4, Episode 13, Hook, Line, and Haley. And now that I have watched the episode, I realize that is a terrible, terrible title for this episode. Um, uh, wait, I'm curious as to why you say that. Hook, line, and Haley? I mean, spoiler alert, I can't okay. say it. It's it because it was, because it gives things away. No, not till the end, but I just think it's morose. Well, it's gr- it's like gross, right? It's like yes. grotesque, yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, no, this should not have been the, ooh, what were they thinking? Yeah, it's sort of, it's like a glib kind of uh, thing, which I like a lot of their titles are punny and glib. But this is like we're talking about someone's life. Yeah, this is this is like bad. This is just bad. This is just bad. Okay, moving on. The cold open. Oh, oh! Did you see the Parisis while you were in Miami? No, we didn't hit that part of town, unfortunately. Oh my fun. god, that's too yeah. bad. You could have said hi to the dad. I could have. I have some. I have some guesses about how the dad's doing these days. He might not be around, but oh, okay. I should have. You Next time, you should have yeah. popped in and said hi to the family. Okay, because right now Amanda is crying about Bobby. Yeah, on Bobby. On Bobby. On <laughs> Bobby. Um, you know, so so Bobby's come to her apartment. This is when he's in her apartment at Melrose Place to to come pay her a visit. And, um, and, and this was after she sort of tells Peter that, um, you know, she was, she was once in love with somebody and had her heart broken essentially. And that's why she's such a cold hearted snake now. Um, and, and, and then lo and behold, the man that would be the person she was talking about shows up and Amanda basically collapses in his arms. Yeah. And then she sees the gun. In love, Lauren tears. Yes. And then she sees the gun. And yeah, literally, like, in 20 seconds, this takes a turn. Yeah. And she says, oh, you were sent to kill me. And and then he, like, flips out. And he's like, I love you. And she slaps him. And then she kicks him out. And it was great. And my notes say, now this is a soap opera. Oh, I like that. Yes. Now that was a soap opera. So you've got, okay, backtrack. 
you've got the abusive husband that Amanda kills, but she had a secret affair with his brother, who is the nice one, and is the one that she's really in love with. And then he gets told he's got to go kill the woman that he loves. And he shows up, and he can't do it. And instead, he pulls her in, her, in, her, in, her, in his arms, and then she realizes he's there to kill. She sees the gun. You're here to kill me. And she slaps him and closes the door in his face. That is such, it's such a soap that opera is. thing. It's yeah, so, it's that's like, a nice tangled web. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, this is a soap opera. This is what we should be doing. Every single storyline Melrose Place, this is it. We don't get that anymore. I think it was just that moment. I think we lost Doug. Because I think Doug would agree with me. I was agreeing with you. And I was saying, I feel like we got that in the past, but we have veered away from that. Yes, yes. So anyway, I was, I was, I was like kind of over the moon about that because I was like, yes, this is why people oh, I love this. Yeah. And then, you know, it was just a letdown from there. Um, yeah, it, like I laughed a lot during this episode at the ridiculousness of it, but... But it's, and I think we're going to see more of this. It's just too much. It's like the writing team is too high on the outrageousness of it all. But but they've lost sight on, like, what bridged us from, like, why are we watching to the how everything is starting to go nuts. Well, okay, here's the storyline that made me, like, frustrated the hell out of me. And so it was, like, coming, the next scene, coming on the heels of this really great cold open, Okay, when we left, last left Kimberly, she had um, been dealing with a creeper stalker who tied her up and, and kidnapped her, and she's being, like, holed up in this skeezy apartment building, this, like, yeah. gross apartment on, like, a bare mattress. Vic, Vic from North Hollywood. Vic from North Ho- Hollywood, yes. And so we're back at the creepy apartment. Kimberly's still tied up, and he's, like, and he is just, like, I mean, like, the backstory is just coming, like, crazy out of him. I never kidnapped before. I mean, I've raped before, but don't forget, Kimberly was not raped because she had sex with him willingly um, before he tied her up. Um, And then she tries to scream, and he raises his fist, and then he falls asleep on top of her. This, This guy is awful. Like, just awful. Like, the whole thing is awful. He's an awful actor. The storyline is awful. And and the whole situation that they've put her in, I think, is awful. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the idea of Kimberly in jeopardy, that maybe the tables have turned, not so bad. But this predicament, this this crazy weirdo loser stalker guy, terrible. I mean, it was horrible. And I was like, this is the way that she's going to go out? I don't think so. Well, I mean, you'd be right. I know, I'd be right. But I mean, like, you know, of all the things that they could have done, like this, they're doing this, anyway. Yeah, but were you really worried about Kimberly during this episode? No, of course not, because that's the other thing. She was so, like, not worried about it herself. Right. She she was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm kidnapped. You're like, what? Anyway. Anyway, we're going to go um, on a yacht now because, remember the last episode, um, Haley woke up Allison in the middle of the night because he was on the phone, and he decided that they had to complete their um, their 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 cut-short honeymoon, right. and they were going to do so by sneaking away on his yacht in the middle of the night. That's not weird. No. I mean, no reason to raise eyebrows at all. Right. Just go along. So, anyway... She's, she and Haley are in the middle of the ocean, and the only thing I had to do is, oh my god, I was what agreeing. about her job? 
What about her job? I think we lost Doug again. I was agreeing with you. I'm back. Okay, good. So, yeah. So what about her job? Once again, Allison flakes out on her job. Yeah. I mean, this was the point. She's like, uh, work, they're going to wonder where I am or something. It's like, uh, at this point, you do just fire Allison. Right. Like, like you can. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I think so. And then Haley's like, don't worry about work. I told Brooke to tell your boss. And Allison's like, yeah, no, I'm going to have to call. I don't think she's going to do that. And then he gets a little, like, uppity about how, like, you know, how dare he she say that Brooke wouldn't, like, tell her boss. And she's just kind of like, have you been listening to me? Yeah, have you watched our season? Yeah, yeah. do you know what's going on? Like, where have you been? Um, so, yeah. So, um, so, and then, of course, like, Allison calls out and, uh... And I think that um, Billy gets Billy Billy and Billy's kind of like, fine, Allison. Yeah, I'll cover for you again. So Billy's already getting sick of it, too. Billy's like, you know, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, because like a and d like Amanda made a point to be like, we did a great job pitching that, even though the senior account rep is not here. And, you know, she's talking about Allison. Yeah. So I think Allison might be fired. Um. I think she'll be okay because she has other problems afoot. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so now we're going to go to the nicer hotel, not the creepy hotel, where uh, Bobby is shacked up at the moment, and the lawyer is yelling at him for not killing Amanda. Remember that lechy lawyer? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Bobby has um, Bobby doesn't want to kill Amanda. He finally admits that he doesn't, um, and he says that he's legit. And, um, and, and he threatens the lawyer and he's like, if you do this, you know, if you tell me to kill Amanda again, I'll kill you. (laughs) You know, just your typical morning chat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, oh, we kind of put two scenes together about the ad presentation and Allison finally calling in because that was actually a whole separate, separate, but it worked. Yeah. Yeah. But it worked. Okay. Um, Oh, well, here's a, okay. See, I watched this episode in two parts. So I watched half last week and half this week. And so I've kind of, there was kind of so much going on in the sort of second half of the episode that I've kind of forgotten what happened in the first half. And this was like a totally forgotten storyline, which was like Jake and Shelley. Oh, yeah. Well, this is actually one of my highlights of the episode. Oh, really? Well, I'll tell you why, because it ties... Oh, we, Rob, you can't, Rob, oh my god, Doug, you can't tell me why. Rob Estes is on Things, I'm here, I'm, wait, do you hear me now? No, I hear you, yeah. Tell me why. All right, so do you, do you, well, uh, uh, when I, when, it ties into another storyline, so when we get back to another one, I'll say why, but, um, do you remember, so last week, listeners, is when Jake confronted Shelly, and it looked like that storyline was done? Well, he called the cops. He got that, like, 911 operator. He was like, someone tried to murder me. I'm calling 911. The operator was like, oh, hold on. I'll put you right through. Um, so he basically walks Shelly into the station. Um, and they they have to investigate first. And he has, like, the world's worst cop being like, no, we can't take your word for it. We have to look into it ourselves. And then Jake's like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, I have scars. She tries to stab me. And she's like, oh, you know what? Oh, no. We lost Doug again. 
We lost dog. Like, uh. There you are. You, I'm back. So I basically just stopped the chicken and Kelly. Oh. Yeah. So, so I was talking about the cop who was like not taking Jake's word for it. And he's like, what else do you need from me? And she's like, we'll do it on our own. And then a minute later, but I'm still there. She's like, oh, you know what? You're in luck because all the bank records look like, yeah, she was really fucking around with everything. And he's like, see? So, yeah. so. And Jake's like, I want my money back. I'm tired of being stepped on. Who yeah. stepped on you, Jake? Yeah. Really? Who stepped on you? But wait, it gets worse. And I guess that's a couple scenes later, but it's the next scene in the, the Jake Shelley thing. He sees her behind bars or, you know, in the, the visitation. Yes, he does. And then that's kind of, we, we might as well just, because that's yeah. like the end of it, you know? And yes. I was kind of like, when, when he like went to visit her, I was like, why, why, why would you go visit her? Why? Because now it's like the end of the Columbo Murder, She Wrote episode where they have to tell us their motivation. Oh, and her motivation basically was like you, that he killed his brother. Yeah. And that, you know, he, this was not, he meant nothing but revenge to her and, and she calls him a chump. Right. So even though this is obviously like an addendum that the writers created this season, just clearly had no wife or estranged wife when we met him last year. Um, if I were Shelly, wouldn't I be more pissed at Joe than Jake? I mean, I understand Jake is physically responsible for Jess's demise, but wouldn't you also go after Joe if you were still with Jess? I guess. I guess, unless maybe she didn't know about it. Well, it's sort of unclear how she knew about anything because she hatched between seasons, so I don't really know. But, um... Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. It really doesn't make any um, sense. I mean, and can you, you know... All and I, I guess the other was... thing about this is, you know, she's 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 cackling about how she's like destroyed all the money like thousands of dollars are gone and how she's ruined his life well i mean jake's gonna eventually have more money but she's yeah. in jail like who's really lost yeah who is really lost i mean jake will the shooters is doing great jake will jake will make bank again well here's the thing i was kind of like wow jake you really are a bozo because you gave up joe and like you accused her of all these things and then you like you like flaunted shelly in her face and this is what you ended up with Right. Stop it. Right. It would have been, it would have been such a different season if Jake and Joe could have just gotten their shit together for a bit and not had these interruptions. Yes. Yes. It would have been a better season. I think we we all would have been better for it. All right. So we're gonna go back to Melrose Place. I have a question. Yeah. It's the anticipation, guys. We're getting the anticipation. Doug's got a question. We're anticipating. We're anticipating. I'm here. Okay. I can ask. What, who do you think is the dumbest character on the series? Oh, boy. Oh, that's a hard one. I mean, at the moment, I'm going to go with Jake. Um, but sometimes I feel like Joe runs a close second. But then at the end of the day, I think it's Allison. I mean, there's no wrong answer here. I, because they're always based on convenience. Like, what? who do we need to be dumb for this storyline to work? And I feel like Joe has been that person the most. But I feel like 
Jake runs hot and cold. He's either smart and like reliable or like super stupid. Mm-hmm. But I think that. Um, but I think Allison wins the wins the bet. I think. I think she. I think she's. She's. She's like not only blown like every single relationship that she's had and made bad choices on relationships. She's also like screwed up her job like a hundred times over. And I can't say Joe or Jake has has done that. I think this is Doug agreeing with me, and that's why it's quiet. Because he's agreeing with me. The silence means he agrees. <gasps> he might have disappeared altogether. Oh, no. I might have to do this myself, guys. All right. So while we wait for Doug to come back, um, yeah. <laughs> He texts me saying this pause feels longer. And I'm just like, yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> Why, yes, Doug. Why, yes, it does. <laughs> All right, listeners, hang on. I am going to get Doug. And we've got Doug back. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm back. So I don't know if you caught any of my answer, but I was going to say I feel like Joe probably does make the stupidest choices regularly to serve the storylines when it's convenient. Yes. But Jake is either smart and reliable or really dumb Correct. when they need a storyline to go. And right now he's really dumb. Well, to which I agreed. However, I still feel like Allison is the dumbest. Because... Well, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the other I was like, overall, like, the the common thread is always Allison is stupid. Yeah, Allison always makes and, the worst decisions. And I keep wanting to say, oh, no, it's Billy. But no, just because he's portrayed by a bad actor, like this character only fails upward. He really makes no bad decisions because they all benefit him. Right. Um, so anyway, we're going to head back to Melrose place where Amanda is apologizing to Peter for rejecting him sort of. And she actually says that she cares about him and she wants a future with him. So that was a lovely moment. It was pretty nice. I, I kind of run hot and cold on the Amanda Peter storyline, but that was a nice scene. And so we think, oh, good. Now they're back uh, and things are going to be good for a while. Well, they won't. They won't. Um, so we're going to head to the beach house where Sid is like sort of being Susie Homemaker with Michael and she's bringing him a snack in bed and she sets up the TV so he can watch the Chicago Bears because she's trying to be a good wife because she's worried that he's straying because he sent those flowers. Um, and then Jane calls while Sid's in the shower and she invites Michael to lunch. And Michael, you know, Michael's kind of savvy and he's like, look, Jane, what the hell is this going on? Yeah. What is this like, all what about? What do you really want? What yeah. do you really want? And then she sort of like makes all this innuendo and he's like, yes, lunch. And then he runs into the shower with Sid. Yeah. They actually do this funny scene where she's being very seductive. And then um, the audio cuts away. And all we do is hear his reaction to her saying the next thing she wants to do to him. And that's when he runs into the shower. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that was a lot of fun. And Sid was a lot of fun as Sid is. So that was a nice moment with her. Um, okay, so we're back at the creepy apartment, and creepy Vic from North Hollywood has a knife, and so poor Kimberly's trying to talk her way out of this, and, 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 um, to, to try and, like, release her, and then she kicks him. Yeah. She gets her, like, her foot free or something, and, like, she kicks him and knocks the knife 
like she knocks the knife she knocks the knife out and she knocks him out and then she starts screaming for help except there's no one that can hear her scream right in the in their the condemned building due to yeah. the uh, earthquake damage no that that scene with her flinging the knife using her toes to fling the knife at her face and not hitting anything was a uh, kind of breathtaking i agree i was sort of i was definitely holding my breath i definitely felt it was harrowing and it was really really great she like picks up the knife with her foot and he's waking up while she's cutting the the cord on her wrist and she's he's waking up and she's cutting and then she kicks him again and then she and and she she like she basically like knocks him out again or something but like remember remember like a couple seasons ago she was taking that weird karate class oh oh how can one forget okay so that's this paid off it's true it you're right finally came in handy and basically like the way she ends it is like she's like tying him up and she's like basically now she's kidnapping him because she's like ooh, what can i do with you now this might be fun yeah and i was like oh interesting how the tables have turned indeed how the how the condemned beds have turned yes. um so the thing that i was gonna say is the next thing she does is she walks vic to into the police station and i'm like this only minutes probably since jake was there how cool would it have been if like jake was on his way out and kimberly was on her way in and they're just like hey kimberly oh hey jake nothing so, going on here see you later just like they would have in the the apartment okay so yeah, so so Kimberly ties up Vic and brings him in, and it's like this whole thing about well, I'm his therapist, and um and be lenient on him as long as he goes to therapy with me once a week. It was all very weird, and I was like, this ain't this ain't right. This is not right. This is not right. Um and but and and the cops were just like, yeah, okay. And she's like, well, I'm gonna go home and take a shower, so. You know, I'll come back later and give my statements. And the cops were like, yeah, sure, no problem. See you later. What the hell is going on here? It was bizarre. It was very bizarre. We lost Doug again, guys. You're you're stuck with me. But um, that kind of wrap... No, I'm relieving you. I'm relieving you. I'm back. (laughs) So that kind of wrapped up that storyline, that bizarro twist where she, you know, kidnaps the kidnapper, takes him to jail and says she's his shrink now yeah but for kimberly it has empowered her yet again and now she feels like oh no i'm i'm not bad i'm good uh i'm gonna go back to being a a doctor uh well not just any doctor as we see later in the episode she has dinner with peter and she is quitting the radio station because she had that job for a hot minute i know how ungrateful and she wants to go back to being a physician but not just any physician she wants to do an internship in psychiatry. I mean, was there ever a doubt? I mean, why not? And at first, where, Peter's where like, else could this go? At first, Peter's like, "Are you kidding me?" And then Peter is like, "You know what? You'd probably be really good at it. You have a very different perspective." And she's <laughs> like, "Yes, why? Yes, I do." And so now, Doctor Shaw is going to be a psychiatrist. God help us all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that was kind of all of Kimberly, but we're going to jump back to Peter now. Peter and Amanda, they've hooked, they're in bed at Amanda's place. It looks like they had a nice night together. Well, guess what? The phone rings and it's Bobby and he wants to see Amanda. And for whatever reason, she agrees to meet him for a drink. Very willingly. Yeah. Very willingly. Um, 
But she's not going to tell Peter what's going on until then. She's like, oh, well, okay, fine. And, um, and she tells him that was Bobby Parisi and Peter's response was great. It was, what do you mean? There's another one. Yeah, There's another. And then, and then she tells him about the thing that she had with Bobby and you're just kind of like, whoa, I think that was TMI, Amanda, but okay. It's probably good to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Peter's helped her out. He might as well know more. Right. So now we're back on the yacht um, with, uh, and Haley's got his uh, SEC files and records, and he's basically like, I'm getting rid of my old life. I'm starting over. I'm broke. All I have is the boat. And he's, like, throwing his, like, files off into the water. To see. Yeah. You know, he's throwing them out to sea. And it's like, and it's like, surprise, Allison, we have no money. And I'm escaping my life, and you're just on this boat with me. And it's like... And I guess he wants her to go with him, um, but like the whole the whole thing was really weird. At first, you're like, "Well, was she? Did he kidnap her? Like, right. does this I mean, mean she can never get of, off the boat? Yeah. You know what I mean?" But he's like giving her an option to like go. I I, at that, I don't remember if it was that scene or if it's late. No, it's that scene it's, where he I gives think her it's the right option then. the yeah. option to to get off at the next port, basically. Um, okay, so... And also, by then, he's already drinking a lot, right? I mean, I guess at that point. I don't remember if he was drunk at that point. I can't remember if that's one of the scenes where we see him, where he's got a a glass and he already sounds drunk. But pretty much every scene after does, if not that one. Yeah, I mean, I guess pretty much every scene he's pretty much drunk, I suppose. Um... All right, so um, at Hartman Senior Design, uh, Michael and Jane uh, pull up post-lunch, and she's taking him into the office, and he, he's like, he's, he's still confused. He still doesn't know what the hell is going on. Um, and she's like, well, I want to show you something in the office. And he's like, I'm really confused. Like, he, didn't, he doesn't get it. And so Richard and Joe come out of the office at that time, and so uh, Jane just stops and kisses him. Um and Richard looks like kind of forlorn about the whole thing. And yeah. Joe gets really, really bad. And she's like, you do see what Jane's doing, don't you? And you're falling for it. And Richard's like, I don't know what you mean. Yep. So Jane's plan looks like it's working crazily enough. Yeah. Crazily enough, this really stupid plan actually looks like it might be working. Right. Okay. We're going to go to Puerto Vallada, which is where the yacht has ported for i guess the night and um and i apparently there's a flight to la later that day Haley seems kind of happy about her flight but then she's like no i love you and i'm going to go with you and he's happy about that too yeah he is happy about that so um amanda and bobby are now having their date it's not really a drink they're at santa monica pier um and uh and he's like promising her that she's safe and and Amanda's basically like, look, it's time for everyone to go home, yeah. <laughs> which I pretty much loved. Um, and anyway, like Bobby Parisi, like you thought Antonio Zabato was a bad actor. This guy, I mean, I'm like, bring Antonio back because this guy is terrible. Yeah, he's not good. And I mean, he's not even like good to look at. Right. OK, so here's the thing. We have just made this dis- this Bobby Parisi discovery, right? Like, it has been, like, in the last, what, two episodes? The, the, yeah. This episode and the one before. Basically. They've already moved the goalposts. 
Right. That's, actually, that's exactly right. The writers have already... So basically, like, there's a flashback scene in this where, like... A very gauzy flashback, yes. Very gauzy, because I guess Amanda's supposed to look younger, and she doesn't. And we're back. Here we are. Just a pause, a slight pause in the... Okay. Um, so I think that we're, we were in Puerto, Puerto Vallada and, um, oh, and that's when we said Haley seemed happy about the flight, right? We've already been through this. And we've also been through, yes, cause we were talking about, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. it's like, tonight, I'm here, I'm here. it's like tonight is ridiculous. Okay. Um, we were talking about how Bobby was a bad actor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right, yeah. and we we're talking about that terrible dissolve. The gauzy, the gauzy, yeah. the gauzy dissolve, where we saw them on a beach. Okay, so here's the thing, where I'm like, the writers just completely like, like it's never been this bad. Like last week, last episode, Bobby was the man that came before Jack. He was Amanda's love, great love before she met and married Jack. Right now. It seems as though she and Bobby hooked up while she was engaged to Jack or, or not not married, but it didn't seem like this was something that was happening before she right. met Jack. Right. It, it, it was like, I thought she had to sacrifice feelings for Bobby to be with Jack or stay with Jack. Not that something was going on. Right, right. That she and like maybe she and Bobby had been together and then they split up and then she met Jack and it was like, oops, I didn't know you were brothers, but I still love you, but that's okay. I'm going to pretend that I, like it was all very weird. And now it's, and now it's, it's, it's something completely different. Right. I mean, they, it feels like they thought they were doing Casablanca with these flashbacks and (laughs) they're not. And they're not. not. It's not that kind of thing. That's not it. So, um, so anyway, she's, so, so she, she tells, like, I guess Bobby was going to go, like, wait for her at the car, and she's like, well, I'm never going to, you can keep waiting or something, like, she's going to, like, find her own way home. Yeah. But then she, like, sort of stares out over the Santa Monica Pier at the beach, and has this sort of gauzy flashback to the time that she and Jack, she and, not Jack, Bobby, were at the beach together. Um, professing their love for each other, and she's sort of saying, "I can't believe I have to marry your brother." I didn't... <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean that's what we're getting. Mm. So anyway, okay, so that's what's going on there. Now we're going to go back to D and D, where Peter shows up. It's the next day, and Peter shows up in Amanda's office. Which Amanda really needs an executive assistant. Oh, well, she they need needs security. Some receptionist, some security, something like someone. To at least be like, um, Amanda, we'll see you now. Yeah, because just after Peter walks in and he's like, I couldn't find you last night. You didn't call me back. You weren't picking up my calls. I was worried. You didn't get until one in the morning. I was worried about you. And, and Amanda's just kind of like defending like Bobby and like, oh, he's just a friend or it was fine and he's no trouble. And then guess who shows up? Because she doesn't have an executive assistant manning her door. Bobby walks right in. He's got a dozen long stem red roses. And um, and she introduces the two of them. Why, Amanda? Why? And then she kicks everybody out. Yeah. 
which is like this the first smart choice of the day. Yeah. Well, no, doesn't Peter leave? I think Peter leaves because he's Peter's pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and then she kicks Bobby out, which was like, yes, Amanda, everybody Too needs late. to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So now we're on the yacht, and Haley is definitely drunk, and um, they're going to go to the islands of the South Pacific. That's where they're escaping to. They've made that decision. And Haley's drunk, and Allison, like, calls him out, and she's like, you've had a little bit too much to drink. And he's like, I'm celebrating. Why don't you give Billy a call? Yeah. And I was like, ooh. And he's getting, like, he's getting a little, na- he's getting a little nasty. He's getting a little nasty. But, like, not nasty enough. Uh-huh. So, but she, like, she keeps me, you know, she, she's diffusing it. And, you know, and she's, and, and. And, um, you know, oh, let's forget about the old world or something like that. Let's focus on the new world. And then she, like, makes him put that in the bottle and, like, entices him to go to bed. Right. Um, oh, so we're at Burns Mancini for the first time, I think, in the whole episode at the office. And Amanda is called Peter, apparently for the third time, as uh, Sydney tells Peter when he walks in. And, and, Peter- and this is Sid with the bow in her hair, right? Does she have a bow in her hair? I'm pretty sure. She looks like she's back in, like, the 60s groove is in the heart. Yeah, she's back in that outfit. So, yeah. So, she's... Peter tells Sid to lie. And she tells... And so, basically, like, tell her I'm with a patient. Tell her I'm out. Tell her anything but that I'm not going to talk... But except that I'm here. And so... Sid basically tells Amanda exactly that. And she's yeah, like, she's Yeah, she's basically, Amanda, did you hear Peter say all the reasons why he doesn't want to talk to you? I'll repeat them for you again. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, here, these are why. Okay, goodbye. And then Jane calls for Michael. And, um, and Sydney walks into his office. And she's like, you want me to tell her you're busy, right? And he's like, no, put her through. And so she's not happy about that. Um, and so Jane invites him to a cocktail party and th- that night, and so he cancels his dinner plans with Sid. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sid. This isn't looking good. No. So we're going to head back to the yacht for a minute where Allison's sleeping and Haley is not. And she wakes up because she hears a noise. Um, and she- Haley's not in the room. There's an empty bottle of booze on the floor. There is no Haley. So she searches all yeah. over the boat. And she goes. She goes to the captain. I don't know if he's broke. How does he afford a captain? Yeah, I don't know how any of this is really working out. Okay, but yeah. I guess I guess when you're that rich, like you always have something tucked away. Um. So and the the captain's like, well, I saw him 20 minutes ago. He was going to go on deck and have a drink. Well, that's the last thing Haley apparently needed. Um. So man, it's man overboard, and the captain calls him a day. Yeah. Yeah. Scary stuff for Haley. Very scary. Um, so we're hitting Melrose, um, where Richard is going up to Joe's apartment, and Joe is, like, not happy to see him. And she's like, I just want the weekend <laughs> off from all this crap. And I was like, yes, Joe, you deserve the Assert weekend yourself. off. yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, she, and she's like, you know, I see the seventh grade game that Jane is playing, and you're just falling for it. And, um, and she's like basically ranting. Why do I always get, why do I always hook up with losers is basically her rant, you know? And, and Richard's trying to convince her. Yeah, she's like these immature men. I always find them. Yep. Yeah. How do I, how do I end up in this situation? I don't know, Joe. How do you? Um, so, so Richard's like, Jane's a virus and I'm shaking it. And he's, and I thought that was a great line. 
Um, and basically, he says he's going to dissolve Hart Mancini Designs and start his own thing, and he wants um, Joe to go along with him. Is this when Joe leaves? No, not yet. Oh, right. I was going to say, like, is she going to, like, run off to New York with Richard, and they're going to do their design shit together? No, no. This goes in an entirely different and worse direction. Just you wait. Oh, great. Um, back in Acapulco, uh, apparently the boat docked in Acapulco because I guess Haley went missing off the coast of Acapulco. I guess they were near, yeah. And um, Allison's talking to the police. They apparently called Brooke. The cops yeah. called Brooke. I don't know how they know, but okay. And um, and they let spill that they found a body off, off, off on some beach, and they think it could be Haley, and, right. and Allison might have to identify the body. Um, okay, so we're going to go back to Melrose Place where Sid is there, and she's marching to Jane's, and she knocks on the door, and she's like, I need advice about Michael, and, um, and she basically asks if Jane's having an affair with Michael, point blank, and she's like, you know, I don't care if Michael's having an affair, unless it's with somebody who was already married to you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's nice, and then I loved it where she was like, you know, I'm not as dumb as I look. <laughs> And I was like, no, you're not. And then that's when Peter, they did that cross thing. So, so Peter's coming in and Sydney's leaving. What did she say? It was great. She like said something to him too. Like, like she made a comment about like not being in the office. The office something. something about the office. Yeah. yeah. Something I was about distracted because he's wearing like this enormous, like puffy shirt as, as he storms to Amanda's apartment. Right. And, and I was like, this is what... I was just saying, I was distracted by this big puffy shirt he was wearing. Mm-hmm. On his, uh, storming his way to Amanda's. Yeah. So, um, so he and Amanda have words, like, briefly, but he's trying to kind of make up with her. And, um, and then Amanda sort of says, you know what? You're really, you know, I know I'm difficult, but you're a piece of work yourself. And they make up. <laughs> Basically, yeah. They basically, yeah. but they're not alone and they think they are. Bobby is watching through the gate, the courtyard gate, and he sees them kiss and he looks all broody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure uh, what's scariest, but like that or the bombing because <laughs> Melrose Place has, has already seen a lot. It has seen them. a lot. And so, you know, you would think like, you know, you're kind of wondering like what cliffy are they going to leave us on? Right? Like, yes. is it going to be this? Yes, I had that exact thought, yeah. You know, is it going to be this or is it going to be something else? But no, first we're going to go to Acapulco. And um, it's not really a cliffy this time where Allison goes to the morgue and she identifies. They, they open up the, the freezer there. And yes, it's Haley. Um, and she is crying hysterically. And that's when, like, Billy and Brooke show up. And I guess they have no security or people there either because they just kind of came into the morgue like who just walks into a morgue i don't know yeah yeah i don't know how you even find your way into a strange morgue in a foreign country but yeah but there they are there they are and and brooke um you know sees allison crying and allison's like he's dead oh my god he's dead and brooke basically accuses allison of uh killing him and tries to attack her and that's where we end it not quite a cliffy but maybe kind of sort of yeah, I mean, it isn't really a cliffy, but it is like this is the most heavyweight storyline to to emerge by the end of the episode, more so than Bobby watching Amanda and Peter. So I was like, I thought they would have ended it with before they found 
um, Haley before they identified him. But I think they uh, just wanted to wrap the Haley storyline up, um, which is too bad because I wish it had been very different. And I wish I wish the way he was acting at the, those last couple episodes had been less ambiguous. Um, but they, I think, kind of wanted to just send Allison in a different direction from here. They always want to send Allison in a different direction. I know. They never know when enough is enough and just to let her be. It's okay for her to be stable and happy for a while. Yeah, like, that's kind of not a, not an issue. And I think it would have had more impact. Like, she's over yeah. there crying. Like, you know, she just, like, lost her husband of 50 years when yeah. in reality he was, like, her husband she for five minutes. Yeah, yeah, she literally. barely knew him. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of feel like if they had let that play out and let him, like... I mean, imagine, like, defend defend her with Brooke, right? Like, he could have had her back, you know, um, been been more, you know, been the supportive husband while Allison's working the job. Like, if they had really built him up to be, like, this, I mean, this person that, like, is good for Allison. Right. And then all, and that's the other thing, too. Like, then all this shit happens to him. Like, he's being cagey. And he's being weird and his businesses are failing and stuff like that. Well, why wouldn't you, like, like all of that happened so suddenly, too. And Allison was kind of, like, stupid and being like, yeah, I'll go along with you. Yeah, no, it's right. Because we just barely got to the point where we could trust him and kind of like the idea of him and Allison being together. And... All of a sudden, he goes back to being shifty, and there's stuff going on with his money and the company and blah, 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 and he's keeping secrets. And it's like, well, so what exactly was this that Allison was connected to all along? Right, and how but, is... But not even for that long, yeah. Yeah, and how is she even okay with this? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. like, don't yeah. lie to me. And then he turns around and he lies. And it's like, they haven't been married for that long. She can, she should just walk away. You know, like... like at that point, I felt like it's easy enough, you know, it would be easy enough for somebody to say, you know what, this isn't, this isn't right, and I'm walking away. Like, what, you know, I could see if they were together for a while, and it had been, like, this thing that they're, like, he's great and everything else, and she wants to give him the benefit of the doubt and give him a chance, you know, but it just didn't really ring true. No, no, they... It's kind of a bait-and-switch that they almost lulled us into thinking, oh... Allison is finally in a good relationship, only for them to just penalize Allison again for being Allison. Um, Which is, I mean, again, I I even find like that would be okay as long, I just wish that they had given us a little bit more time with this. Yeah. Like, give us more time with Brooke being jealous of Allison as the right. stepmother. Give us more time. Like, let us, de- let agree. that develop. You know, it just I feels agree. like... They're not letting these storylines develop because they could be so much better if they actually gave them time. Exactly. Yep. Stupid writers. I don't know why they feel like they have to move at the speed of light with this thing. Yeah. They've no, got they, plenty of episodes. Yeah, well, they're, but there are going to be so many more storylines before the season is done. And I agree. I'm like, do what the soaps do, which is drag these things out. Let them percolate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it. Like, daytime would have five episodes a week. Like, I get, like, they don't have that luxury. You know what I mean? But they have, they have a lot of episodes. Yeah. And you don't need you know, to a, pack a hundred yeah. different stories. You know, you really don't. You could do a lot with like one storyline through, throughout the whole season. Um, you know, or even two storylines if we, if you really want to get yeah. crazy. You, you know? really, yeah. 
Anyway, so I just want to point out two other things before we uh, call it a night. One is no Matt, because he's busy working at shooters and then studying, I suppose. I guess that's why. And the other thing is we also have not seen the last of Vic from North Hollywood. Well, of course not, because now Kimberly's going to be a shrink and she's his shrink. Um, Well, I think we don't see that. I think we just now have Kimberly's going to be a therapist, and this was the springboard to that. But um, I think Vic makes just, like, one more appearance. (sighs) Is he going to kidnap somebody again, or, or no? I don't know if he kidnaps him, but he comes back and he's bad again, so... Oh, he's bad again. Know. Oh, so Kimberly's obviously not very good at her job. No, but I don't think you, we... <laughs> I think we knew that. I think we knew that, but... Okay. So, yeah, that, that, that's it. Those are the episode uh, highlights and lowlights. Yes, well, all the lights. All so, yes, we'll see... Uh, we'll see what um, the loss of Haley does to Allison next week, and we'll figure out what Bobby's next move is as well. Yeah, and we'll find out if Allison's fired. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Probably not. And I'm wondering if they're going to give Jake any time. You know, that's a good question. I have no recollection. But yeah. I'll, I'll, my prediction is he's in two scenes, and neither one really counts for much. Yeah, because at this point, he has no storyline. His storyline No, he's not, he has no connection to anyone now. Right. So it's like him and Matt are going to go sit in the corner. You know what? I would watch that. I know. It would be better than Alice than losing a husband every five <laughs> All right, guys. Tell us what you think on Back on the Block pod on Facebook. Um, or just head on over to iTunes and hit us with five stars because you know we love that. Yeah, please do. You know, I was on the flight back when we landed. Delta was basically like, we'll be sending you an email for a customer survey. Um, please make sure to give us all fives. Thank you. Bye. So <laughs> We're I'm just going to ask for it. What? We just got to ask for it. You're not going to yeah. get what you want if you don't ask. Yeah. I don't. Right? I don't want you to actually evaluate. Just give us five. No, just give us please five. Give us five stars. You can hate us. Just give us five stars. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. One has nothing to do with the other. Absolutely not. So on that note, we look forward to your five stars. Um, Karen, it was a pleasure. Thank you for enduring all the tech stuff. And thank you for enduring my little break in the middle. Hey, no problem. All right, my darlings, we will see you guys next time. We're back on the block. Bye.